This week, we're recapping all the major news surrounding Microsoft's potential Activision Blizzard deal. This is the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. This is a song I wrote about the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, and with me is a man who was over 6,000 miles away from me, by far the furthest we've ever been from each other, and my heart ached because of it. It's my co-host, Mike. Mike, ciao. How are you? Salvo. <laughs> wow. Uh, I didn't think about that. We were really far. That was far as we've ever been away from each other. Ever. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 each other. I, doubled, I double-checked... Uh, Yes, even before we knew each other, I double checked to uh to make sure that Hawaii to like PA wasn't wasn't for somehow further because you kind of forget about where Hawaii is. Yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised that's not further. It's about 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 four and a half, four and a half miles. Hours. That's it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. Yeah. So you you were on a you were on quite the trip. But I still have to ask. Tell me about tell me about just, your weekend just, games. Just, just just don't. <laughs> I regretted not bringing my Vita with me. <gasps> you could have been you could have been like me, the the yeah. random person in 2023 with a with a Vita on public transportation or on a form of transportation. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but instead, I was the guy who uh, was just not sleeping on the plane. Uh, listening to a guy who looks suspiciously like Kanye yelling at the person in front of them for reclining their seat. Uh oh. Yeah, it was it was a whole thing. <clears throat> um. Yeah, I was uh across the pond, as the kids say, or the adults or the boomers. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think a lot of different people say that. Yeah, a lot <laughs> of people say it. True. Um. I do have a wee bit of a gaming surprise, though. Oh, I'm excited. On my lunch today, I tried out Atomic Heart. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Because I forgot that came out yesterday, I think. Yeah, it was... Uh, being Tuesday. And uh, did not play very long. Um, because, of course, as soon as we got back from our trip, uh, we also started doing a little construction on our house uh, to prepare for... Uh, you visiting. Mm. And uh, so my Series X isn't set up. Ah. Um, but I tried to stream it on my One X, and that did not go well. Um, so I did not really play it. Like, I I would literally saying that I played it for 10 seconds is, is, is probably very accurate. <laughs> it was not playing well at all. Oh. Looked awful. Oh. So I'm like, I'm just going to wait um, and, and give it the, the justice it, it deserves. Yeah. But I'm thinking maybe uh, these next two weeks, uh, staying committed to playing games on my One X, because that's, I think, the only system in my house that's set up. Okay. And, uh, and the Switch. And uh, just uh, working on... Some backlog stuff. I almost played um, 
Oh my god, what's it called? Madden. Well, I played Madden, duh. <laughs> uh, oh my god. I literally just had it. Uh I'm trying let me think. Was it is it an Xbox game? It is an Xbox game. It was um Forza. No. Uh Rise Son of Rome. Rise Son of Rome. I think it was an Xbox One like launch game. Oh wow. I have no I've I have no I have no recollection of this game. It was like pretty well received by the people who actually played it. I just don't think a lot of people played it. Uh, but it's a Microsoft exclusive game. But I figured since I just got home from Rome, mm-hmm. I would uh, give it a go and see how uh, accurately they depicted it. So maybe I'll play that this week. Maybe I'll play Sunset Overdrive. Maybe I'll play any of the Tomb Raider games. We'll see. <laughs> Literally maybe. any of them. Maybe. Well, I, any of them but the first one. Maybe. I'll play nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing, uh, let's see, uh, just looking at Google, uh, this has a 9 out of 10 on Steam. <clears throat> 95% of uh, Google users liked that. Everybody, yeah, right. everybody hated that. <laughs> Everyone will remember that. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can find like Metacritic or something, but it looks like it, it's like, it seems like it has some decent reviews. Yeah. And I have, I, again, I think... no recollection of this. But this is also uh, uh, definitely during the time where I was paying no attention to Xbox stuff. I, like, the only thing I knew about with Xbox was Halo and Gears, basically. Um, mm-hmm. 6.8 out of 10 on IGN, 7 out of 10 on Xbox era. So pretty, pretty good across the board, it looks like. There you go. I like that. Very thematic. Very, very yeah. on the nose. That's what I'm saying. So we'll, uh, we'll find out. I look forward to it. I'll just, uh, you know, see if I can get massacred by the Catholics. <laughs> uh, that should be doable. Yeah. They should just start the game with that and be like, listen, you're not falling out of the Enjoy this one Coliseum fight, because after it, it's not going to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, cool. Yeah, I, I knew you weren't going to have much of an update, but honestly, more of an update than I was expecting. So, yeah, it's going to be a weird couple weeks in uh, in gaming for me. Um, will I cave and get Metroid Prime Remastered? Maybe. Did I already do that? maybe dude oh my god it looks so good yeah i i watched more like comparison videos of it Mm -hmm. and just what they did like people are basically saying they should have called it a remake yeah that's that's what i was about to say like literally so many people are like this is a remake not a remaster yeah that's nuts so that almost has me tempted yeah I guess that's... that might be one of those things I get like a physical copy of too, because if I've learned anything about Metroid, it's when you have a chance get a physical copy. Yes. Yes. 
Thankfully, they said they weren't doing a limited release, but also part of me is like, it's only $40, so should I just scoop it right. now? But yeah, um, I feel like that says a lot about like how Nintendo builds their games. If like doing like what would effectively be considered a simple remaster instead of a more difficult overhaul remake and for it to look as good as it does, you know what I mean? Like that, that means that it translates really well, like anything, you know, um, I guess uh, like backwards combat compatible wise translates really well to like the new hardware or like the hardware isn't like such like a, a like weird or different jump does that make sense like yeah because i feel well, like this would. always happens with like with with nintendo again remasters where like they end up like looking good and i think i try to think somebody compared it i could have sworn somebody compared this remaster versus another game's remake and like the metroid prime remaster looked better Run that by me one more time. Somebody compared a somebody compared the Metroid Prime remaster to another game that got a remake. I don't remember what the game was, but like, but not a Metroid game. No, no. Okay. Honestly, it might have been the GTA stuff weren't remakes, right? Those were all remasters, technically. The ones that like just came out, like Vice City and all those. Um, I think they were remasters. I think they're technically remakes because the like control scheme changed. Okay. And I think they made it like brought in some elements from the more modern GTAs. So it might have but... it might have been that I don't know, but like, yeah. Uh, regardless, it, it looks amazing. I mean that is a that is a really good point though because I think the GTA games that were remade, remastered, whatever are technically newer games than Metroid Prime. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Metroid Prime just holds up so well. I mean, you can you can play Metroid Prime on the GameCube and I plan it still to. holds up. I plan to. Yeah, I bought it. Dude, nice. they showed they so they showed so much shit that I've bought physically, and they're like, oh, this is getting a remaster, or this is getting a remake, or this is getting added to Nintendo Switch Online, and just the entire time I was cursing them. It's like fuck There's you. Like, but this is now a- you decide to listen. But I was like, but this is a great move, and I, I'm still happy I got the physical copies of stuff anyway. Yeah. But yeah, like dude, like that—that that was the other thing that amazed me was people showing the comparisons. And I'm like, <laughs> Metroid Prime original is on the left versus the remaster. I'm like, dude, the original still looks really good. How is this a 2000, yeah. 2001 or two thousand three GameCube game? It's nuts. I was it was a two thousand one GameCube game. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've been playing the one on Wii U, which is is really just a port, mm-hmm. and like that plays so well. And other, you know, I could I could leave the motion controls, but like even those are still really good. Um, but it, it is interesting, you know. It's you were, were talking earlier about, you know, you imagine it's it's not that much different as far as like a as far as backwards compatibility goes, or maybe that's not exactly what you said, but like it kind of just shows that their games are easily backwards compatible yeah feel free to correct, correct yeah like verbiage. like yeah no but basically that they're like built in such a way that it's easy to like bring them forward and like 
make like the necessary like updates to them to just make them like visually look better and like a little bit smoother and stuff like that but not need to do like a complete overhaul that you need to do for a remake so i think they would have had to do a complete overhaul because the gamecube used technically an amd processor and the switch uses an nvidia processor listen i don't claim to understand these things it i felt like i I felt like I just got my head wrapped around the difference between a remake and a remaster. Don't do this to me. No, I'm not calling you out on it. I'm just saying, like, I, I do think they would have had to, like, rebuild this yeah. from scratch. But that would make it a remake. So now now they're confusing me actively. Right. <laughs> but they're saying it's not. Right, right. Yeah, either way, it's nuts. It's nuts. You're going to cave. Have you gotten it yet? No. Okay. Well, you're going to. I... I I'm sure I will get a physical copy of it just to have a physical copy of it. You're not fooling anybody. If uh, it means they'll make Metroid Prime Four, I will oh. rebuy the trilogy, even though I have it. Oh, it doesn't mean that whatsoever. They don't give a rat's ass about giving you Metroid Prime Four. Like, they hate you. Be happy we gave you the first one. <laughs> be happy we gave you the first one again. <laughs> um. Well, since you didn't play a ton of games, let me get you caught up to speed on, on what I've been playing. Please do. I. Uh. So. Uh. I told you, pure farming, got suddenly put on the chopping block for PlayStation Plus. So I told myself I had to get the platinum in that. Um. Worse than farming simulator, Very I must nice. say. And I, but I did get the platinum. Um, then I was, I was, you know, uh, trying to clean up some stuff. So I jumped over to uh, Dragon Quest Builders 2, a game that I started playing, I don't know how long ago at this point. And then it just got sidetracked by, I think, like Pokemon and all these other games. And, but finished that, platinum that. I also, I, I've been slowly chipping away at WWE, which leaves PlayStation Plus in March when the new one comes nice. out. Platinum that, you know uh had to do it to him and then uh playing more hades and i started playing uh horizon forbidden west again um started playing the like ps4 started streaming that um one to get the platinum and two because the dlc i'm trying to time it out so that i get through like the story again and have that all um right before the dlc comes out so that way i can get the dlc and enjoy that um and just playing that again i'm just like dude this game is so good like it, it plays so good and now granted i am playing on the easiest difficulty so like literally just like hitting a machine's weak spot it goes down so fast which is honestly super satisfying but um it just is so smooth and yeah plays so well and i just really forgot how much i truly enjoyed that game especially because it was I, I truly believe so much better than the first one. I feel like they improved so much and really learned from the first game. Um, absolutely loved it. Um, and so I started playing that again. And then because I'm traveling now, um, I've been playing Final Fantasy IV. So I did bring my Vita. So I learned I learned from your mistake without you even telling Smart. me. Smart. Smart. <laughs> it was always the plan. But... Yeah, that's but that's it. That's everything. Um, 
which I feel like was still a lot. I also found out right before uh, we left, um, I was just on the PlayStation Store. I don't think I told you this. Um, I don't know if I said it on the podcast at all, but I just bought Cult of the Lamb and Nobody Saves the World. can't remember mm-hmm. if I said that or not. I don't, you had mentioned that you would really wanted to play it, I think, but I don't know yeah. that you had pulled the trigger on it. So both of them were on sale during, I think, like the double discounts or whatever uh, deal that they were running. And I was just like, they were both like $15. And I was like, realistically, these aren't going to get much lower than that. And like, I know they're like, I'm going to play them like soon. Like basically like after I beat Hades, which is like my every other stream, I play that. And then like in between those, I play Horizon. But like once I'm done with Hades, I'll just start Cult of the Lamb. And then once I'm done with Cult of the Lamb, I'll start Nobody Saves the World as like my in-between game. So basically I want to just always have like a, a roguelike or roguelite going um, as one of my games. So I bought both of those and, and got to keep getting through Hades, but cannot wait to uh, to get to them. But otherwise, jam packed two weeks. Yeah, that was yeah. That's that's probably that yeah. That would have all had to have been like my past two weeks. So gotcha. from before even uh doing chris's episode um to now so honestly that's probably like the the least amount of games except in the summer i guess that i that i've probably played over a two-week span here of like i feel like i've been playing so many but um yeah so this and yet one s chris still had the audacity to question the games you play. <laughs> I yeah, I, I loved how he said that like that London and I uh he grouped us together and said that both of us can just find the good in a game. And I was like, well now hang on a second. I did play the Book of Unwritten Tales too, and I could not find any good in that except the platinum. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know, but that, that the one thing I will say is that the like Again, the challenge that nobody has given me but myself to like play these games and try and platinum them before they leave PlayStation Plus is such a fun and like satisfying because I love getting platinums, but like it's mm. so fun and like it reminds me so back when I used to upload on YouTube, um, I used to I used to do a, a series called PlayStation Plus Roulette and I just remember. yeah. Yeah, well, I'm letting I'm letting the kids know. Um, yeah, <laughs> where I would, you know, PlayStation Plus, you get th- two games, three games every month, and so I had this huge back catalog of just games that I was never going to get around to playing unless I found some gimmicky way to force myself to. I still won't, you know, and so um, basically I just put them all on a spreadsheet and would do a random number generator, and I got to play just some of the one weirdest games, um, and two, just actually find games that I was like, wow, this is actually genuinely fun um which is just it's cool so i'm i'm happy to to give myself that challenge and again get the reward of a platinum for for my hard work in doing it uh i feel like i I don't know like i feel like that would be fun if somebody made like uh somebody probably has but basically like a, a an actual like playstation plus roulette wheel or like a game pass ultimate roulette wheel where it's like every single game that's on the service that you just like don't know about 
and like you hit go it spins and it gives you a game and it's like okay that's the game i'm gonna play and you download it and you start playing it granted we both have backlogs that are so large that um maybe we should just work on those instead of giving ourselves other random games to start perhaps (laughs) or or we could not yeah (laughs) which has been our i think you know motto for the past how many years I'm going to work on my back catalog. 27. Proceeds to add, yeah, proceeds to add 27 games. Um, so it's been a while since we, um, one, talked, and two, talked about specifically the Microsoft uh, Activision Blizzard deal. Probably about a month on the dot, if I'm thinking about things correctly. Um, but a lot has come out this week uh revolving uh, around it and I, to kind of update since um because i i feel like this isn't strictly from this past week i want to say it was probably over a week if not a couple of weeks ago at this point but um specifically it was the european branch that they need right or was it the uk or is it both Ooh. um I'm trying to remember because there was something in EU in the EU that let it pass or said they would let it pass. I thought it was the UK that was blocking it outright. So, all right, yeah, I have it here. Um, the deal is currently getting approved. This is from gamesindustry.biz in an article by Christopher Dring. Um, as it happened, Microsoft... Microsoft's Activision Blizzard press conference in Brussels, which is going to be some of the other stuff that we're covering. But one of the uh, main points that he highlights is the deal is currently getting approved from global competition regulators, but three main regulators in the U.S., which is the Federal Trade Commission, Europe, the European Commission, and the U.K., the Competition and Markets Authority are currently opposed to the deal. So it's, it's all three. It's the U.S., Europe, and the U.K. that are all currently blocking the deal in one way or another so ftc is has taken uh microsoft to court for uk and europe it says that microsoft needs to just convince them that the deal is not anti-competitive and so that's again what a lot of the a lot of the stuff that we're going to be covering today um kind of highlights so that I feel like the the UK and the U- European one um, were ones that we we didn't know for sure that they were like opposed to it um, back when we last talked about this. But I think when we first talked about it was right when the US uh, when the FTC started the process of taking Microsoft to court. Mm-hmm. So this this past week, um, and I, I want to be really specific about what Brad Smith tweeted. Um, and then we'll kind of like dive into, you know, more so, I guess, like the, the reality of the situation. Um, so Brad Smith tweeted and in the tweet, he said, we've now signed a binding 10 year contract to bring Xbox games to Nintendo's gamers. This is just part of our commitment to bring Xbox games and Activision titles like Call of Duty to more players on more platforms. And then attached to that image 
or attached to that tweet, excuse me, is an image where it says Microsoft and Nintendo have now negotiated and signed a binding 10-year legal agreement to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo players the same day as Xbox with full feature and content parity so they can experience Call of Duty just as Xbox and PlayStation gamers enjoy Call of Duty. We are committed to providing long-term equal access to Call of Duty to other gaming platforms, bringing more choice to more players and more competition to the gaming market. So I think the like the difference um, in the tweet text of saying Xbox games versus the um, actual like what would you call that? Like the actual um, uh, press release uh, where it specifically says Call of Duty is somewhat interesting like that there's a disparity there um leaves a little open to interpretation like did he just mean to say call of duty maybe but i don't think so right like i'm sure knowing xbox that there are plans to try and bring as many of their games to other consoles where it makes sense to do so i i think in the context of this statement it's specifically Call of Duty and Activision Blizzard games. Um, that being said, I agree that I think Xbox does have a vested interest in bringing more Xbox games to Nintendo consoles. I don't think they need to have a 10-year agreement to say, yes, we're going to bring Xbox games to, to Nintendo. I think this was really just specifically or Call of Duty and people were trying to read the non-existent tea leaves. Mm -hmm. But um, one uh, common commentary I've seen on this is like, you really expect Call of Duty to run on the Switch? Dude, okay. Yep, because this is like the first thing I wanted to talk about. Okay, well then we'll talk about it. And it's like, you really expect this deal to be passed by the next call of duty and like Microsoft have time to develop for the switch. Mm -hmm. I should say Activision have time to develop, but Microsoft published to the switch. Mm -hmm. Like we're at the end of the switch's life cycle. Something new is coming out. I'm sure it's going to be able to run call of duty. Right. Right. Exactly. Literally exactly what I was going to say. Um, that's what so many people weren't like taking into consideration. Uh, we literally talked about the last Nintendo Direct. All these same people were like, "Oh, this Nintendo Direct really points to there being a Switch predecessor." Right, and then like, and did you already fucking forget. Yes, to for 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 the sake of discourse, yes, they forgot. <laughs> uh, no, but you're you're absolutely right. Um, yeah we're we're all but certain that uh that that this is the case right that like a new nintendo console is going to be coming and i think it's the other important thing about it is that it doesn't say like specifically to the switch it says to nintendo console so whatever the nintendo console is at the time they are going to work to get call of duty on it um and i wholeheartedly believe that so uh alternatively yeah alternatively hear me out i'm listening a new tier to switch online that gives you access to game pass so you can stream xbox games inclusively Mm -hmm. and call of duty 
to your Switch. Mm-hmm. I could see it. I could see it. Sure, something along those lines, right? That's all I want out of life right now, besides Metroid Prime 4, is to be able to play Xbox Cloud games on my Switch. <laughs> that's a that's an interesting um like one out oh, like that's your second highest one in my entire life yeah <laughs> all right Metroid yeah. prime four being the first right okay. i need to reiterate again yes one more time okay <laughs> there's now a new one that's above both of those and that's for you to stop questioning me on this <laughs> okay um yeah, I thought I thought the discourse around that was really funny. Um and I yeah, again, I just think like it's so wild to me that these three um you know, large branches that that Xbox needs to like convince in some way um like don't see this uh, you know, as again, like a huge win. Literally, they're 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 bringing Call of Duty. What the last Call of Duty that was on a Nintendo product? I want to say was Black Ops on the Wii. Uh, I think Black Ops Two. Really? Was on the Wii U. Wow. Okay. I for one, I'm shocked. But you know, I I could be wrong. I am not someone who frequently shopped for still, uh, Call of Duty on Nintendo consoles. So we're probably talking the past what eight uh, Call of Duty titles have not been anywhere near a Nintendo product, right? So you know, then whatever you know, most Nintendo gamers probably you could you could argue don't care about Call of Duty. But you know, when you when you consider the fact that like. For, for a while there, the Switch was the cheapest way to get into, to you know, current-gen games. Um, mm-hmm. Albeit, you would have to miss out on certain ones, but, like, they have their whole huge catalog that you're already busy with. You know, the fact that you can add in these other, like, relatively large games to that to that library is, is huge. Um, Microsoft knows what they're doing. Um, so that was the first kind of, like, look... Look at what we're trying to do, right? We it's been well documented that they've they've been trying to do the same thing with Sony, right? Set up some sort of deal to say like, hey, you don't need to worry. Like, I I don't understand how ten years is worth like getting into this piss contest about, right? Like right. the fact that it's not like forever. Ten years is so long that like. You could get up in arms about 10 years and Call of Duty could be done in five with like some new hot thing out. And then you you like burned all of these bridges, which is still what they're doing regardless, right? Um, For for no reason. So that's for one funny. Um, But we know that's well documented. Um, They also came out and said that uh Nvidia also supports the Activision Blizzard uh to to Microsoft deal and what help me out here what is did they sign a specific deal with Nvidia yeah they have a 10 year deal as well 
same same exact deal, but to bring it to GeForce now. So I mean, that to me, I don't know. I was going to say that to me feels like a non-starter because like I, I, I'm fairly certain GeForce now just runs Windows games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I, I, I'm sure there was like something that Microsoft could do to block like some sort of licensing, digital licensing to block it from being run on a virtual machine. Right. But I mean, the significance of that deal is like, I, I think it was the CMA in the UK that said like, Xbox is gaining dominance in cloud gaming as well. And GeForce Now is by far the Microsoft's biggest competitor in the cloud gaming space. And they support it. So that kind of shoots that argument down. So I think that's the significance of that. Yeah. Um, again, it all of it just shows that like they're not intentionally, at least for the next ten years, uh, doing anything to maliciously keep Call of Duty away from anybody. That's not in their mm-hmm. plan. It's not in. They don't feel it's in their best interest. And I think a lot of people would would agree with that statement. Um. So okay, Brad Brad Smith has been um kind of in the news a lot because he's been the one leading this um these these discussions and I think he has done a beautiful job highlighting some very key and specific statistics two of which that I really want to cover that I think uh should 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 be it right like I, I don't think anything else should have to be said um the first of which and this is technically multiple but uh he pointed to the the playstation versus xbox market all right in europe it's 80 to 20 in favor of playstation in japan this blew me away in japan it's 96 to 4 in favor of playstation I mean, honestly, the 80-20 in Europe is is, is shocking. Um, and mm-hmm. then globally, it's 70-30 in favor of PlayStation. And end of 2022 sales, 69 to 31, nice, in favor of PlayStation. I mean, who who's the leader, right? I, who, I, I haven't decided how... Go ahead. Who, who should be scared about the other... Uh, you know, and, and you're, you, you're, you're telling me, you're telling me with your, your global, uh, you know, 20% over 500, uh, you know, lead that you have, you know, uh, you're telling me that call of duty is going to be alone enough to cover that gap. Come on now. I'm not sure how I felt about that slide. I spent a lot of time thinking about it today. Mm-hmm. 
And I, I understand why they did it this way, but I, I, I feel like it's ignorant to exclude Nintendo from that. I get well, why they did it. And and I think the the reason they're excluding Nintendo is is simply the fact that like Nintendo's not the one kicking up dirt about this. Um you know, Sony Sony, they're the ones who are making a big stink. Right, but they also don't own eighty percent of the gaming market share in the EU. Sure, but when it comes down to PlayStation versus Xbox and those numbers, that's a that's a that's a yeah, that's a great point. It just feels like a red herring to me. I, I get why they're doing it, but yeah, yeah, okay, that's that's a fair that's a fair call out. Um. But again, I think when it comes down to it, it's like PlayStation is specifically attacking Xbox over this, right? They're mm-hmm. specifically going after Xbox, saying that Xbox is threatening them in a in a you know um, anti competitive way. When look at the position that Sony is in compared to Xbox, right? So I I, I think it's it's more than fair. Um, but I do agree and, and completely understand what you're saying. Um, it actually it's actually interesting to see, you know, how how much does Xbox get dwarfed even further when you add Nintendo into this, right? I mean, we we didn't even talk about it, but like the Switch just passed the uh, PS4, right? So they only are behind mm-hmm. the PS2 in terms of, of consoles and, and the Game Boy line? in terms of handhelds that's nuts right oh Um, yeah so you know this again i think you add nintendo and xbox looks even smaller i guess the point is by by not including nintendo like and i don't know if this is why they did it this is just my interpretation of the market a lot of people own a nintendo console and then playstation or xbox Sure. So I guess if you take out, I'll call it like that complimentary device being Nintendo, that is the market. You know, people who own a Nintendo console 80% of the time are going to buy a PlayStation over an Xbox. I don't know. I, it, it was it, it was a weird slide. I just think that when it comes to the competition these two only focus on each other and they just let Nintendo fuck off and do whatever they want. And Nintendo has just positioned themselves literally perfectly in all of this. Mm -hmm. Like they literally just do their own thing and they're untouchable. They're on, they're on a different, they're on like a completely different life cycle. They're, you know, they just do, they just do it their way. And they almost, they, they they're the ones who almost don't have competition, (laughs) you know? Yeah, and now imagine if they're gonna get these big AAA games uh, in right. Call of Duty. Like, imagine if this this deal goes through, and Microsoft doesn't do the ten year deal with Sony. All of the competition authorities accept it, let it go through, and deal is done. Microsoft owns Activision, and then Sony comes and they're like, "Oh yeah, so about that ten year deal," and Microsoft tells them to fuck off. And there's not going to be any Call of Duty games on PlayStation ever again, but you can get it on Switch. Like Nintendo had nothing to lose by accepting that deal. Honestly, no one had anything to lose by accepting that deal. Right. PlayStation continues to not have anything to lose. Just accept the deal. Right. (laughs) Nothing is going to change. 
I, I guess the fear is, you know, this is another revenue stream for Microsoft and, you know, they could create new IPs, but like Microsoft could buy Sony as a whole 10 times over if they wanted to. Right. Right. When it comes to like pure value. Yeah. Um, no, you're 100% right. Uh, the the other thing that I specifically wanted to call out that that Brad Smith brought up that I think is pretty brilliant is the disparity between the two consoles and the number ex- number of exclusives. Mm-hmm. So, um. Brad Smith, this this is insane to me. If I if I'm if I'm reading and if I understand this right, this is crazy. So Microsoft has fifty eight games that pl- that are on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Sony has two on Xbox. Sony out of how many exclusive games has two hundred and eighty six exclusive titles, and apparently Microsoft only has. 59 like that are exclusively just on xbox meaning microsoft's total is 117 if i just did dumb math right 117 and playstation has 288 and two of those 288 are on xbox again if i'm doing this if i'm understanding this right and and 58 of the 117 almost half of xbox are on playstation and he said, we're happy to make sure that, that that there's a 59 with Call of Duty and no doubt others. Like, I just loved that little, like, piece right at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah. Uh, mostly what you see is a cross-platform strategy for Microsoft even before this deal. And he's right. Like, it's what they've been doing, uh, and it's been working. Why would this and a game of this caliber caliber be the thing that that uh, suddenly changes that? Starfield makes all the sense. Hell, new Fallout or new Elder Scrolls game, ton of sense. A massive multiplayer game, nah. You want to get that into as many hands as possible. Because you know it's going to sell like hotcakes, right? Right. Like, think about it. Like, how what how many sales did did Skyrim have? Which All I mean, I that's can tell you is that I bought it four times. Yeah, I was going to say that has once, been so. that has been out for a long ass time. Yeah, and especially you know the potent point that you made is that it's a multiplayer game. I mean, no one's playing Call of Duty for the story mode. And Microsoft, there's just like, I feel like it only negatively affects the players if you don't have a large player pool. So why wouldn't you want it everywhere? Right. Um, let's see. Skyrim apparently had has 30 million total sales. Um, which, again, is across now how many... Uh, different iterations of the game technically Mm -hmm. 
So, uh, you know, even if you only get a third of that because you release it just on, because you release uh, Skyrim 2, you know, just on your, on your console, like, it, it, it wasn't ever going to sell that much anyway. So fuck it. Use that as an excuse to try and get somebody who typically wouldn't have bought an Xbox to buy an Xbox. But Call of Duty? Right. Nah, like you're gonna like piss off so many people. You're you're just you're making it hard at that point, which isn't that's not Microsoft's way. It's gonna be really funny when Destiny three or I don't think it's gonna be Destiny three. But like whatever Bungie's next game is right now that they're under PlayStation. It's gonna be really funny. If PlayStation tries to make that just a PlayStation exclusive, because and nobody you know will. and nobody will bat an eye at it, because nobody will be nobody will care, because that's just always what they do, and you know, you know, and people who were playing Destiny on Xbox will be upset, and they'll say like, "Wow, go figure," and then you know, you get your pony fanboys coming out saying like, "Well, what? This is just our Halo," and it's just, it's so annoying because it's like. No, you just took a, a game that had a base elsewhere and you, you just bought it up and did the exact thing that you didn't want them to do do for, for Xbox. Um, and I, I think a multiplayer game definitely stings more than a, what is a, an overtly single-player experience. Right, and you're going to have, like, in that specific scenario, you're going to have PC players, too, that are affected because it's right. a massive PC game. And what's Sony going to do? Say, oh, we're going to release it on console, and in two years we'll, we'll put it <laughs> right. in. Yeah. Like, no, that's that's still not going to fly. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it'll be interesting. I, I can't say for certain that's what they'll do, but I can say with high confidence. And look, that's just my opinion. I know some somebody can absolutely feel more impacted by... Technically, I would say I, I am personally more impacted by Elder Scrolls uh, only releasing on Xbox than than I am Call of Duty, uh, potentially only being released on Xbox. But I do feel for, you know, the the general gaming population, it's kind of obvious which one would be more of an annoyance and rub people mm -hmm. the wrong way. So, yeah, I. I, I mean, as far as like going back to Destiny, I feel like that was already a foregone conclu uh, conclusion. That, like the next Destiny or Destiny equivalent is only going to be on PlayStation. So like to then make this argument like that they think Call of Duty is only going to be exclusive to Xbox just makes no sense. Dude, and the thing that pisses I think the thing that pisses me off the most about this is that they're they're solely focused on one game, right? They're solely focused on on Call of Duty. And it just like it annoys me because for me, I would be more upset at the overall library that they're able to in just one fell swoop, snap of the fingers, all just Xbox exclusives. I'd be more worried about the volume than simply Call of Duty. I get it. Call of Duty is a huge poll, but. Why are they not getting mad about like 
the fact that Xbox has already used Crash Bandicoot in marketing material. Right, <laughs> right. Like, that's to me the thing that's like, and again, even then, like, they have no right to, but like, that would be the thing that I'd be more like, hang on now. You're telling me you just got 30 IPs or whatever. Right. Something ridiculous that's that's just now under your umbrella. Hold up. That doesn't feel right. No, but instead they're just focused on Call of Duty when their apples to apples going to do that. Well, again, like you said, most likely with the Destiny game. And it's just like, and how can you be so hypocritical? I'm surprised it hasn't been brought up more in this case. And I'm not on a business legal team. So, I mean, take that for what it's worth. But when... Microsoft bought Bethesda. You know, they said, I think it was Satya Nadella that said it, CEO of Microsoft, that when they acquire a company, they do it not only for their existing product, but also for their knowledge base. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm sure a lot of the existing Activision IPs are going to stay along, but you get that whole talent pool from a massive company technically three massive companies that you can like have them cross work on other projects. So like not only are Activision games going to stay on there, but they're also making all these promises to bring certain Xbox games to other platforms. And those are just going to be better now. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, I don't know, I guess it's the two heads are better than one philosophy. Like right now, if they stay siloed, I think it's altogether bad for, what could come out in the gaming industry. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, really just a theory, but I'm not saying that's necessarily what's going to happen, but it, you know, based off of Microsoft's philosophies with acquisitions, like it's going to be better for the industry if they do purchase this company. Right. One that's kind of flailing anyway. So there's some interesting, interesting, um, uh, predictions I've seen. Uh, we talked about Jez, uh, Jez Corden wrote that article about like Sony should just want this to go through. They should stop kind of throwing this hissy fit mm -hmm. um, and just kind of let it happen because Microsoft will continue to just be like the uh, just kind of like the the um, what's the word non-confrontational uh, complacent. Yeah, where they're just going to be like, yeah, sure. You can just have our games and Sony continues to just withhold, withhold all of theirs, right? Um, mm -hmm. cause you know, for the most part, just looking at, you know, their track record, you have, you should have high confidence in this stuff. Um, so we talked about what Jez had said then, and I've seen some other stuff. I saw, I saw somebody apologies. I don't know who said it. It could have been Jez again, honestly. Um, where I guess theoretically, cause Activision Blizzard are obviously together, but and and was it Activision bought Blizzard or Blizzard bought Activision? Activision bought Blizzard. So in the midst of all of this craziness, right, where it's like, oh, Sony only cares about Call of Duty, Activision could theoretically sell off Blizzard to Microsoft. And Microsoft could still get the volume there. Um, obviously, like, Call of Duty is the crown jewel in all of this. We're not fooling anybody when you say... Uh, Microsoft bought uh, Activision Blizzard for $69 billion. You really do just mean they bought Call of Duty because that's all anybody talks or cares about. Um, mm -hmm. But they could still buy Blizzard. There's a lot of volume there, right? 
um, and they can bring those games, they can still get, go into an agreement with Activision saying, hey, next 10 years, first off, your marketing deal with Sony's done. How about we have a marketing deal? Hey, for the next 10 years, how about we bring Call of Duty direct to Game Pass day one? Mm-hmm. And hey, how about, you know, we say fuck Sony regardless um, in, in, in some other way, DLC, right? Like, remember the whole, the whole DLC thing that was like a back and forth? Because at one point it was Xbox players got maps first and then yeah. it was PlayStation people for like seven straight years or whatever would get them. Um, you know, enter into all these like kind of like more seedy deals instead of just this outright acquisition where they're clearly trying to overhaul certain aspects of that company that we have talked about plenty on this podcast that could use a good uh, refresh. And again, overall, do hopefully good for the industry and the workers of the, you know, Activision and Blizzard. But no, instead, let's leave Bobby Kodak on and let's do all these, you know, side deals instead where Sony still gets fucked, if not harder than if they just were to allow the deal to go through. I, I would be kind of interested in like seeing the gaming industry take on joint ventures like you see a lot in the automotive industry. Like, for example, um, at one point, I think it was in the 90s, Toyota and GM were both making each other's cars in, in a shared plant in California. So it's like, that's a very vague business case, but I wonder if, you know, Microsoft and Activision Blizzard could enter into a joint venture, basically a company that's separate from the two of them, but controlled by each. Mm-hmm. And they say, this is who makes Call of Duty now. Sure. Well, and I mean, like, why couldn't, why couldn't Xbox technically um, uh, loan some of their talent, right? Uh, we just saw what game just came out recently. Um, it wasn't a PlayStation exclusive, but like 80 people from Sony worked on the game. Mm. And I'm trying to remember now what it was. Um, but there was no, it wasn't a PlayStation exclusive. It's not even just like a console exclusive or anything. Um, and I'm drawing a blank on what it was. Uh, but yeah, like they just, they like loaned resources effectively to help create the game and like, and, and finish it. Um, yeah. Or what's this? Like what? Uh... Go, ahead. Go ahead. No. Or like what's going on with Perfect Dark, allegedly. Where now it's like basically Square Enix making it for mm-hmm. Xbox. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. But it's still an Xbox. Like, it's not a Square Enix game. But it's they're still going to be that studio. Right. But they're effectively helping with the creation of it by, yeah, yeah exactly. Like, who's to say something like that can't happen? Again, literally, I, I mean, I don't have the example off my head, but I know I saw it, right? Like, I know. Sony just did this with a game where yeah. they provided um, so many resources to help to help finish it. 
So it, again, it when when we first were talking about how this could like screw them over, we weren't even taking into consideration some of these things where it's like there's nothing effectively stopping, you know, these these two from still going in on stuff together. Um it just isn't it just isn't buttoned up and Microsoft doesn't technically have any true say over um what it is that Activision Blizzard does but you could still end up really hurting yourself and you're burning so many bridges I feel like you know you're you're just airing your dirty laundry out in the public and everybody sees it everybody sees that you're you're not willing to like play nice it just is a it's just baffling really the whole thing um and and then to further that like I you know I look at the stuff that like Brad Smith presented and I just I just don't get how I just don't get how this is even a discussion. And and I, I and I don't understand how we sit here and everything that I'm seeing is saying like I have a feeling this deal is going to fall through. And I just like I can't wrap my head around it. It's just it just doesn't make sense to me. I I don't see it. I don't get it. Yeah, I I think this was big news for Microsoft. Um I have a couple more points, but I, I, you know, I think my main conclusion from this was like, this is going to help this deal go through all the news. Um, I hope so. I, I think there's more confidence than ever. I mean, for me personally, and then like, just from what I've been reading, like this is, I mean, this is a, this is a big deal. Uh, getting Nintendo to sign the deal, mm-hmm. getting NVIDIA to sign the deal. Mm-hmm. The other one we didn't talk about was Tencent. Oh, which like you just said that I think today. Yeah. Which it, that's nuts. I mean, that's a company that, you know, r- realistically is the one should be in antitrust trial because of just what they own with, with, you know, mobile and bite dance and yeah, um, they and, Tencent and, could and probably this, buy both Microsoft and Sony combined. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> a couple times over. Um, but, you know, you want to talk about competition, like Tencent really doesn't have any competition in the mobile place. This deal with Microsoft getting King mm-hmm. and Blizzard and, you know, kind of Activision, like that introduces competition into the mobile space, um, which I'm sure is kind of like Tencent, you know, they're trying to cover their ass for something because someone's going like, to eventually come up and say, Hey, what about the mobile space? Mm-hmm. How does Tencent have 98% of the market share? And now they'll be like, Oh, well we wanted this deal to go through. Um, oh, yeah. Look I mean, over that's... there. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I think Tencent probably thinks this deal isn't going to go through and they're just like, Oh, well we tried. Yeah. You know? Blame Sony. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like that was a, a huge competition step. Definitely. Um, we'll see. One of the things that, that you had said about, like, kind of breaking off Activision. So, you know, Microsoft to get Blizzard and, and King. Uh, that is one of the CMA's concessions. I guess that's really the CMA's only concession is they said they would agree to the deal if Microsoft agrees to sell off definitely Call of Duty and I think World of Warcraft 
they had to sell off those IPs to another company. <laughs> That's so dumb. Yeah. I am pretty sure Microsoft said that's then we're just not going to go through with the deal. Yeah. Or no, they said they were going to go through the deal regardless. They they're just trying to get the FTC. They said they really don't give a shit about the European commissions. Yeah. I mean King and Blizzard would still be huge, you know. Not if they have to give up World of Warcraft. Um, I don't think I don't think that should be like a a force, you know, thing, right? Like, uh, yeah, the whole thing is is just, and I, I think it's just like getting to the point where like more people, more like you know people within the games industry need to just come out and like support xbox really just like make it everybody against sony um granted you know so many companies have all these like deals and stuff that you know nobody nobody wants to spurn anybody but just this in this entire like toddler tantrum uh, that that Sony has been putting on is just like so off-putting and just nonsense. And you know, another reason for Sony to let this go through is when Microsoft announced. The purchase. Sorry, I'm trying to pull up current data. They per they they said they were going to buy Activision at ninety five dollars a share. Mm -hmm. And currently, the share price is seventy seven dollars a share. So, like, if I'm Sony, I'm saying, yeah, you know, what? go ahead, because you already, you know, are overpaying for this company. Mm -hmm. I'm sure as soon as the deal goes through, it would it would shoot up probably back to ninety five, but you don't know that for certain. But it's it's I don't understand what their what their price tag is here. Like Yeah. I personally still remain at the stance that I hope Sony blocks this and Microsoft takes that sixty nine billion dollars and buys everyone but Activision Blizzard. Right. And signs deals with every other company but Sony to bring those games to those consoles or platforms. Or or at the very least, like just some like massive like fuck you. Like sixty nine billion dollars is fuck you money, right? Like mm. just like not even necessarily go out and buy a whole company, but just like this game comes to Xbox for a year, pull that shit. Um, like really, like be be petty, right? Put it into knowing, like you know that Sony does not have sixty nine million dollars cash on hand, or billion. put it into uh, huh, or billion. 
Well, I say million. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, billion. Um, you know, they don't have that cash in hand. Like, put it into R and D to just like build something that you know Sony can. <laughs> like, instead of matching consoles with them generation over generation, skip two generations and then watch Sony try to squirm to put that together. Yeah. Well, that gets kind of dictated by the tech that's that's out around everything. Yeah. But I think they should develop the first Xbox robot. Yes. And it just plays the game for you. But it but it also will take you and drop you off at school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would work. That would be a big hit with parents. They don't care, you know? Fuck it. Uh, Put it into a game with Kojima and <laughs> all of the AI uses chat GPT. Yeah. So you can literally say whatever you want to them and they will respond. Yeah. Um, the like, the awful like cynical part of me is like this deal could fall through a year from now. Sony could purchase Activision Blizzard for sixty nine billion. We'd we'd go through this whole like song and dance again, and it would get approved and be fine. Mm-hmm. Like literally, like I that's like that's how I feel. Like I feel like if it were the if the shoe were on the other foot, this thing would have gotten approved because somehow Sony has done such a good job. Or maybe that's maybe that's it, right? Maybe it's because people look at it like sony versus microsoft when you need to look at it as xbox versus playstation i don't know but like somehow playstation has managed to make themselves look like the little small guy we're we're just we're just tiny you know we can't keep up you know and it's like no you guys have been dominating and continue to dominate and have for years um the the last hiccup you had um what the fuck was it? I think I I don't think a single Xbox console has ever outsold any PlayStation console. I don't know if that's I don't know if I'm remembering that right or not. But like the only hiccup that Sony has had is literally the PS3 by trying to have that start at like eight hundred dollars, and they still sold like ninety million of those or something stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like the PS2 is the we just talked about it. It's the best selling console of all time. You know the PS1 in in the early days of um video game consoles uh they're literal like their first console sold you know better than any other console at the time um yet somehow they're just like yeah we're just so small feel bad for us it's crazy i don't get it and why do their consoles sell so well um that's right because of the content (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, I mean, for 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 years, right? Why did we buy buy PlayStation instead of Xbox? Because we wanted to play The Last of Us. Because we wanted to play Uncharted. Yeah, and you know, even this past generation, literally the only reason I have a Series X is because that's what I was able to get. I right. don't regret it at all. Right, but my first choice was a PlayStation. But also, if you stop and think about it, right. If you still had the, eh, that's probably a tough question, because I'm guessing you would actually still just take the Series X. But 
I don't know, like if you could go back and like thinking about like some of like the console exclusives that really call to you that are that are Sony, like is it still a hard decision at the very least? Or is it or is, would you say like, well no, now that I've had the Series X, it's pretty easy that I would still go with the Series X again. Yeah, I, I think I'm still at the point where given the choice again, I would still do the Series X. Okay. All right. I don't know. I thought I thought maybe that could be another like boom, got him. You know, but well, it's like it's hard because like think about it. If it's... you you could right now have a PS5 and only need to pay 550 for the PSVR two. If you could go back in time, and both are available, and you take the PS5. Mm-hmm. But then I would have <laughs> also had to pay seventy dollars per game that I wanted to play on the <laughs> on the PS5. Whereas like, God, I don't know. I've maybe spent less than $70 total on all of the like actual games I've paid for since the Series X came out like I guess I got I bought no that's not true I bought whatever the Madden was Madden 21 unbelievable you disgust me (laughs) and um Immortals Phoenix Rising At launch. And uh, maybe maybe one or two other games. I bought Cyberpunk, but I bought that for $15. Right. Bargain. But, I mean, I've had Game Pass. I mean, that just so much more suits how I can procure games at this point. Definitely. One hundred percent. Maybe if I had to pay seventy dollars per game, I'd actually sit my ass down and play them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I can't. I can't really. I'm trying to think which games I've paid seventy dollars for. I think it's just Horizon. Technically, Miles Morales because I got it with this the Spider-Man PS4 remaster. Hmm. I don't think I've paid seventy dollars for a game yet. Well, it's only a matter of time now. We're in the we're in the seventy dollar range now, boyo. Sure are. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't have anything else on this. What do you have anything else? No, I think we're probably going to start getting a lot more news, fast and furious about this. But yeah, so we'll see how how you know how much we're covering it. Um. Just because I don't want to like, I don't want to get burned out because of this, right? Like, but I also never want to get to the point where we're so far behind. This this kind of worked out perfectly because it was fairly quiet there for a while, so this worked out pretty nice. Um, but yeah, if if there's anything substantial, expect us to talk about it. I guess is the the way to always think about it. Um, and there certainly was substantial stuff to talk about. We'll see. I I mean, I'm still hopeful this goes through, if not to save literally the people who are are there, right? Are at Activision Blizzard. Um, all right. Well, some housekeeping stuff. Uh, typically right now, we'd be jumping into our Last of Us review. Um, I haven't watched the newest episode. Mike is caught up despite all the travel. So uh, 
look at him go. So I believe we owe, was this most recent episode, episode six? Yes. Okay, so we owe a five, a six, and a seven review next week. That's what we'll do. And additionally, we have, I think, what's going to be a pretty jam-packed episode next week. Um, because today, if you're listening to this uh, on on the release day, today Sony is doing a state of play that appears like it's going to be fairly beefy, I would say. Um, and then additionally, on the 27th, I think it was. Let me just quickly double check that. Shame on me. I don't know what Pokemon Day is. I think it's the 27th. Um, there is a Pokemon Presents. So, likely to be at least a few things to talk about from that. Um, I expect that to be fairly tame. And I'm assuming we'll, we'll have quite a bit to talk about from um, the the PlayStation State of Play. Uh but nonetheless, that should be a, a, a real fun episode next week with, with both of those events happening. And then again, we'll, we'll have a review for three Last of Us episodes. The other thing that we didn't even get to talk about um, that is fairly noteworthy, I would say, PlayStation VR 2 is out as of today. Mike, help me out. Oh, you're asking the wrong person. Is it today? I think it's today. Uh, But... They announced, uh, Sony announced 10 additional games that were going to be in the release window. So 40 games at release, that's not bad. Um, Probably more than the PS5 and the the series had on release. So uh, I'm sure we'll have more to talk about there as I believe during the state of play, they're going to be announcing some other PSVR 2 games. So. I look forward to next week. It should be a fun episode. Um, obviously, if anything major happens with the whole Activision Blizzard Xbox thing, we will be sure to touch on that as well. Mike, it's been so nice to talk to you again. Nice to talk to you. Glad to be. Uh, well, glad to be talking to you again. Okay. <laughs> All right. Why was that so hard? Oh, because I was about to say glad to be stateside again, and then I just reconsidered. Um, (laughs) Anyway, yes, the PSVR 2 did come out today, Wednesday, February 22nd. There you go. Um, So So if you want to skip... So we might have some to talk about there with like reviews and stuff, I'm sure. Um, Yeah, people repaying for Beat Saber and... (laughs) (laughs) um no this is great um i i you know got mike light as i like to call him chris last week so uh i definitely appreciate being able to talk to my my number one my my boo my co-host again this week um who should uh the listeners share this with uh a mom a mom all right, you heard yeah. it. There's your call to action. Be sure to share this episode with a mom. We appreciate you guys sticking around and listening. Uh, leave us a rating and review if you can. Be sure to share with anybody else you feel, any other special person in your life. Um, but, you know, bonus points if they're a mom. And we will talk to you next week.
And what game coming out next week are you excited for? Uh-oh, bringing it back. 